biznitches. It's Sierra. <laughs> I hate myself. I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say, what is up? Biznitches. I couldn't help myself. I had to say it. I had to. It felt right. It felt good. Anyways, let's get started. We just skipped so much. We just skipped so you much. You skipped your name. We I don't have a intro. name. I don't even have a name. That's fine. Alright. I'm Sierra. This is Bob. This is Patricia. This is Bob's and Murders. <laughs> this is Bob's and Murders. <laughs> Change of the name, guys. Fine, guys. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Except this story. The except- story is not fine. Alright. Alright, I am... Oh, my dog is finding something very interesting about your... Sweater thing bag? This is a bag. Sweater thing bag. <laughs> of course, that's exactly exactly what they call it. Streets. <laughs> Just talk about your case. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, okay, you're not ready. I'm really Clearly. ready. I'm like really trying to make you cringe with like these next couple. Like they're Oh god. They're really bad. Like there's a couple of them that like I was like, ooh. Uh so they're so... bad. For those of you who are new here, I've worked in the medical field since 2013, and I've seen some shit, and uh, Morgan's just gross. Yeah, you haven't seen some shit, like I've seen some shit. (laughs) When she says that she's trying to make me uncomfortable, that means that y'all are going to need a barf bucket, just a heads up. Oh, man. Did I ever tell you? I don't know why I just thought about this. Did I ever tell you about the time um, in Forensic Anthro when we had a lady? Okay, so there's this thing called the, um, it's the Detroit Evidence Team. Okay. So, like, when there's, like, big things, say, like, a train derails or a plane crashes, like, the big, big things, like, they go in to, like, deal with the crime scene and deal with everything. Um, So they went to, okay, so (laughs) this guy tried to go through the Detroit airport with uh, four severed heads uh, duct taped into a cooler. This is, this is all true. Just prefacing, this is true. I've seen all of the pictures. I've seen all of the evidence in person. It's true. So he tries to go through the airport with four heads taped into a cooler. And so obviously, um. He's trying to be like, it's medical. And they're like, mm, pretty sure they don't just put heads in like a, just a regular ass cooler and duct tape it shut for medical purposes. So, no. Uh, so they called, obviously, the police. Um, and so they went to the warehouse that this guy owned because he actually ran a business where they um, send out bodies for like medical like oh, testing like the, the and cadavers. stuff. Yeah, they sent out like the cadavers. Uh, except he was buying his cadavers, like, illegally, and, like, double-dealing them and doing, like, a lot of hinky things. But, like, they, like, raided his warehouse, and they found, like, 7,500 bodies, uh, like, not preserved properly. Uh, a bunch of them were, like, hacked into bits. There was, like, just, like, big containers of, like, eyeballs and stuff, and, like, I think the worst part was they opened another cooler- Another cooler. And it was just full of faces. Just floating in preservative. Just. So we're doing a whole episode on him, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and the worst part is, like, he wasn't even, like, a 
killer per se. He was really just like a businessman. Creepy dude. Creepy dude. I have additional questions and I want absolutely none of them answered. (laughs) Who are we talking about today? Uh, This is, yeah, that that had nothing to do with anything, but it was a fun story um, and disgusting and I'll see it for the rest of my life. It's fine. Anyways, today we are talking about another very icky man. Icky, icky man. Uh, Albert Fish. Uh, I'm sure all of you have heard of Albert Fish, even if you don't know that you've heard of Albert Fish, you probably have. Uh, but there's a lot more fuckery here than I knew, and I feel like I know more about these things than the average Joe. Because <laughs> uh, she's so. a spooky bitch. Yeah, spook, spook, spooky. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, first of all, he just looks like a ghost. If this is just, yeah. if you don't know who he is, just look him up now, because he's just, I don't know, something about him, he just gets me. He's a, he creeps For me, me it's out. his eyes. His eyes yeah. make me so uncomfortable. I saw, I think it's somewhere in here. I'm lazy. They call him, like, the hollow man, and, like, the gray man. I can see it. And, like, I get that this picture is in black and white, because it's old, but, like, the gray man fits him Yeah. so perfectly. Anyways, let's get this started. Okay. He was born in Washington, D.C. on May 19th of 1870. Throwing it back. (laughs) Throwing it back. Uh, To Randall and Ellen Fish. Um, So Randall, his dad, was American of English descent, and then his mom was Scots-Irish American. (laughs) Can relate. Uh, so his dad was 43 years older than his mother. Oh, go off. And he was 75 when Albert was born. Go the fuck off. So Fish was the youngest child, and he had three living siblings, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. So it gets weird already. Okay. Um, his name is not actually Albert. Uh-huh. His older brother who died... Like, very young. I think it was either, like, in childbirth or right after his name was Albert. And he wished to be known as Albert in honor of his dead sibling. No. Yeah. No. People don't even know, no. like, what his actual name is. It's just, like... Oh, no. no. I think his actual name was, like... Uh, I started with, like, an H. Like, Henry or something. Herbert. Or may- that might actually be right, because he also wished to escape the nickname Ham and Eggs. That oh. he was given at the orphanage he spent most of his time at. Oh, bummer. Yeah, honestly, though, as nicknames go, I don't think ham and eggs is that bad. It's not bad. Like, I, there could be significant. I've heard significantly worse. Oh, completely. Uh, so right off the bat, his family had a rife history of mental illness. Uh, his uncle suffered from mania. His brother was confined to a state mental hospital. His sister had a mental affliction. Uh, three yeah, but that other... could have just been quote-unquote female hysteria. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, three other relatives were diagnosed with mental illnesses, and then his mother had oral and visual he- hallucinations. Cool. So they He's are... He's doing great. Those are some rockin' genetics. Yeah, he didn't really have a... He didn't have much of a start, or like yeah, much of a chance. That's, you have no... You have a snowball's chance in hell when that's your genetic makeup. Yeah, that's like if everyone's on the starting line for a race and then... The referee just turns around and shoots you instead of into the air. (laughs) That was him. (laughs) Uh, So his father was a riverboat captain. um, But by 1870, actually, exactly when he was born, um, he became a fertilizer manufacturer. So, you know, super cool. So you deal with dad. Yeah. Got it. 
so he actually died October 16th of 1875. Do you think that's a shitty job? I think it's a very shitty job. I hate myself. It's fine. Uh, so he died at Washington 6th Street Station of a heart attack. He was just there to oh. catch the train and just peeled oh. over. Uh, so then his mom placed her son in the St. John's Orphanage in Washington because she just didn't want to. Wait, so Take it wasn't even him. an orphan. His mom was just like, "Fuck off." Yeah, essentially, she was just like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I That's don't want to." Cool. Uh, so, oh, this is where it gets weird. Uh, more weird than wanting to be called your dead brother's name. Um, how do you get weirder than that? So he was frequently abused at this orphanage. Um, but he quickly began to enjoy the pain that his beatings brought. Oh, no. Oh, this gets bad. It oh, gets dear. bad. Um, so of his time... Oh, I also have lots of quotes. Oh, good. Lots of quotes. So I'm ready for it. You're not. Uh, <laughs> Give me all of the BDSM quotes, because I feel like that's exactly where this is going. Uh, of his time at the orphanage, he said, I was there until I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things that they should not have done. Ooh. Yeah, right off the bat. That's great. So in 1880, his mom got a government job and could get him out of the orphanage. Um, 1882, he starts a relationship with a telegraph boy. <laughs> oh, this is where it gets... Oh, oh no. Uh, okay. I don't like where this is going. This boy introduced fish. Yeah, cover the dog's ears because <laughs> this is... I want to cover my own ears. <laughs> he introduced him to such practices as... Oh, man. I'm not good. I'm I'm gonna say this word wrong. Urolagnia? Uh so drinking urine. Yeah, you got that right. And coprophagia, eating feces. My favorite things, of course. <laughs> so then uh after meeting that very great man who introduced him to very great things, uh he began visiting public baths where he could watch other boys undress and spent most of his time shut the fuck up right now yeah he, that's pretty much what he did like all weekend oh i hate it was just like sit at public baths and watch people get naked and throughout his life he would also write obscene letters to women whose names he had acquired from classified advertising and matrimonial agencies I'm we haven't even gotten done. to any of the bad parts. I know, I'm already done. Okay. I already hate this. We're getting started to the bad parts. Okay. Oh, now we're getting started. 1890. New York City. <laughs> A cabinet meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking things over. Anyways. Um, so he arrived in New York City in 1890. And at that point, he became a prostitute. Go off. On top of becoming a prostitute. He also began raping young boys. Don't go off. Those go hand in hand, I suppose. Um, so 1898, his mother arranged a marriage for him with Anna Mary Hoffman, who oh, was nine years his junior. This poor, poor woman. Arranged marriages. Stop. Together they had six children. Okay. Which is impressive for someone who is clearly not really attracted to women. Yeah. Um, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. <laughs> None of those names are important, but, you know, there they are. Um, so during this time, he worked as a house painter. Uh, he said he continued molesting children, mostly boys younger than age six. 
And he also, uh, like, around this time period, um, a, like, older guy that he was sleeping with took him to a waxworks museum. And there he saw, like, a, like a bisection of, like, male genitalia. Oh. Uh, and after that, he became obsessed with sexual mutilation. Gross. Yeah. Just stop. I wish that was as bad as it gets. It gets worse? It gets worse. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are you ready for the the start of the actual, 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 actual fuckery? <laughs> Why do we do this every time? Like, we introduce so much fuckery, and then we're like, okay, you ready for the actual, actual fuckery? fuckery? Yeah. Okay, so... In 1903, he was arrested for grand larceny, and he's sentenced to incarceration in Sing Sing. Also, side note, I'm, like, really satisfied that all of these, like, all of his prison time, he's, like, in Sing Sing. And I've never heard of anyone actually, like, being in there. I've just heard of, like, ooh, it's a prison. So, like, I'm kind of excited that he's actually in, in there. The things that get you excited just crack me But up. doesn't it sound, I feel like, though, I always thought it, I just kind of imagined it was, like, in, like, China or Asia or something. I didn't realize that it was yeah. just in somewhere in America. Okay, anyways. 1910. Okay. He's working in Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. He meets 19-year-old Thomas Keaton. Stop. Who was intellectually disabled. Stop. Yeah. It gets... Nope. It's bad. No, I'm not gonna you. lie. It's bad. This might be, okay, uh, in the next 30 seconds, you may need to pause and get a little palate cleanser. Go look up pictures of puppies. Um, I recommend Great Danes. They're I'll very cute. I'll post pictures of my puppy. Yes, we'll, we'll post puppy pictures because please refer to those. Anyways, so he took Keaton to where he was staying, and the two began a sadomasochistic relationship that was very hard for me to say for some reason you made it through it though i'm so proud of you so it's it's like unclear if like fish forced him into this or if he was like willing at the beginning and then it like went too far kind of a thing but like i said like he was intellectually disabled so Mm. like kind of really can't consent to anything i think that's what the laws say if they don't that's what they should say yeah i hate that um After 10 days, he took him to an old farmhouse where he began to torture him. So he took him to the old farmhouse where he began to torture him. Okay. The torture lasted two weeks. No. Two weeks he held him hostage. That's brutal. Eventually, he tied him up and cut off half of his penis. Just half? Just half. And as of that, he said, I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me. Uh I hate that, and I hate myself for wondering, but I'm gonna ask. Did he cut it vertically or horizontally? I think vertically. Because I think he was interested in, like, the the So he, like, went bisection. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have a penis, and I'm uncomfortable. So (sighs) he actually planned to kill him, cut up his body, and take it home. Uh, But it was really hot, so he was afraid that, like, that would make the body start smelling and stuff. (laughs) Uh, so instead, he poured a peroxide all over the bisected penis. That's not how that works. Wrapped it in a Vaseline-covered handkerchief. This isn't how any of this works. Left a $10 bill, kissed him goodbye, and left him there. 
tied what up. What the fuck? In a barn. With a bisected penis. I like how he left him $10. Like, that was gonna make it okay. And then he said he took the first train he could home and never heard what became of him or tried to find out. I, okay. I just, I know this is not the thing to fixate on, but, like, peroxide will make tissue go necrotic. Yeah. Uh, not to mention cause just the most excruciating pain for no reason. Like, it's not even gonna help. And then the Vaseline handkerchief got me. I just can't even imagine just slathering a handkerchief in Vaseline. Like, even that makes me cringe. Let alone thinking of that on a... I'm uncomfortable. I hate it. Um, so also in 1910, um, he stabbed a boy. We know that he stabbed a boy, but, like, there's no name. There's no age. (laughs) No one really knows, like, the specifics. Uh, cause it's hard too, because, um, some of the stuff, like, there was proof, and then a lot of the stuff is, like, normal serial killer stuff, where he just, like, says that he did those things, uh, which I think it's, that's one of those things, and it's kind of later yeah. where you're, like, their stories have changed, and no one really knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I hate that. I hate everything about it. So, fast forward seven years. Okay. Fish's wife left him. For a handyman who was living with their family <laughs> named John Strobe. <laughs> I'm sorry. So know. she's a bitch. <laughs> like, I get that he's a weirdo, but, like, that's... Come on. Like, the you dude who lives in your house. Handyman. Like, could you just be any more stereotypical? Yeah, what a dick, dude. So then... Not oh, and the then she left him with all of the kids. All six of them. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, so then he had to raise all of his children by himself... Uh, she also took every possession out of the house, pretty much, except, like, some clothes for the kids. Like, literally just cleaned out the whole house. He came home, and, like, there was nothing there. Don't make me feel bad for this garbage human being. So, around this time, he started to have auditory hallucinations. Oh, those are fun. He once, uh, I don't really have much context to this, but one time he wrapped himself in a carpet, and he claimed to be following the instructions of John the Apostle. He was just, like, screaming out of this carpet that he was... That's a whole mood. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. It just, it honestly just gets worse oh, from God. here. Um, so it was about this time that he started to engage in self-harm. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, so he would embed needles in his groin and abdomen. Uh, and you know how I feel about needles. Says the person with 56 okay, tattoos. Okay, tattoo needles and hypodermic <laughs> needles are different. And these are like... Just neat, like sewing yeah, needles. needles. Uh, so at the time of his arrest, X-rays showed that he had about twenty-nine needles lodged in his pelvic region. I hate that he that. was just like walking around with in his body. Oh, he also hit himself repeatedly with nail-studded paddles and inserted wool doused with lighter fluid into his anus and set it alight. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. I told you it just gets it just gets worse. He made himself a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. I am yes, he did. Uncomfortable, and I'm now curious if my neighbors can hear. Us. Yeah. So on the plus side, he never attacked his children. Oh, good. But you're about to say but. But he did encourage them and their friends to paddle 
him, Fish, the adult, with the same nail-studded paddle. I don't even have words anymore. I'm just <sighs> It's not even it's not uncomfortable. Even, it's, it just gets worse. Uh, he also developed a growing obsession with cannibalism, and he often prepared himself a dinner solely of raw meat, and sometimes would even serve it to his children. Um, sidebar. <laughs> Somebody shared a link in a Facebook group that I'm in about, like, this vegan thing that was made to, like, it tastes like human flesh. So oh, I saw be, that. You can be like a vegan or like a vegetarian cannibal. cannibal. And I was like, um, well, like, how do they know? How do they know it tastes like human flesh? Additional questions. Yeah. I want none of them answered. I, that was my sidebar. <laughs> I saw that, but I didn't actually read the thing. Cause I wasn't sure if it was satire or if it was real. Um, but honestly, either way I could see it being real. Yeah. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Are you ready for it to just get worse? No. Just get worse. You're going to go just anyway. Get so worse. Just get worse. That's anyway. my motto. Uh, so in 1919, he stabbed another intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, Washington. He chose people who were either mentally handicapped or African-American as he assumed these people would not be missed. That's such a... Oh. Which, I mean, it was 18... It, well, it was 1919. I was going to say, that's point. such a random victim profile, but then he filled in that nobody would miss them. And I was like, oh, nope, there it is. So he also claimed um, to have paid boys to bring him other children. <laughs> so he would pay, like, stronger white boys to, like, round up other children for him. And then he would torture, mutilate, and murder the young children with his implements <laughs> of hell, which were a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. So, um, what I'm hearing is that, like, this was David Parker Ray's idol. Pretty much. Except, I feel like he went after way younger. Because he went after, like, young children. And mostly boys. And didn't David Parker Ray go sleep over teenage girls? He went for, uh, prostitutes. Right. He's a so, similar. Similar. Uh, so, okay, July 11th of 1924... Fish found eight-year-old Beatrice Keel playing alone on her parents' Staten Island farm. Strike one. Words are hard. Uh, so he offered her money to help him come and look for rhubarb. Strike two. She was about to come with him, but her mother chased him away. Oh, bless. So he later returned to their barn, where he tried to sleep, like, sleep in it for the night. Mm. Um, but he was chased away by her father, who saw him. Um... And then he said around this, like, time period, during 1924, uh, he was 54 at this time, and obviously suffering from psychosis. Right. Um, he said that he felt God was commanding him to torture and sexually mutilate children. No. No. He wasn't. Update. Uh, so, July 14th, 1924, a nine-year-old Francis McDonald failed to return home after playing catch with friends in the Port Richmond neighborhood of Staten Island. His body was found hanging from a tree in a wooded area near his home. He had been sexually assaulted, then strangled with his own suspenders. Oh. So, according to the autopsy, he suffered extensive lacerations to his legs and abdomen, and, to his, left ha- er, and his left hamstring had been completely stripped of its flesh. 
He also said later that he intended to castrate him, but someone, like, started approaching, so he, like, ran off early. But he, you know, took the other parts home and ate them. I I don't even have words anymore. Are we done? Uh, there's only, um, a couple <laughs> no. more. Uh, uh, so October 3rd of 1926, he killed Emma Richardson, age five. Um, I don't have many details. Um, 1927, he killed Yetta Abramowitz. Bless you. Who was age 12, um, and he strangled and fatally beat her. Um, February 11th of 1927, three-year-old Bill Beaton and his 12-year-old brother were playing in their apartment hallway. With a four-year-old named Billy Gaffney, who, like, also lived in the apartment complex. So they're all playing in the hallway. Right. Um, the 12-year-old went inside the apartment, and then he came out, and both of the little boys were gone. And oh. so they found Billy on the roof of the apartments. Or Bill, the three-year-old. And when they asked him what happened to the four-year-old, he said that the boogeyman took him. <laughs> um. So... Fish was spotted on, like, the trolley later on with a young boy who was, like, crying for his mother. And so, like, this was, like, important later. Because, like, when the whole case came out. Because at this point, like, there hasn't been any police investigation at all. Oh, Jesus. Like, the police do not know. Well, I'm sure they're in it. Like, they don't know these are the same person. Right. Um, But, like, later that helped them because they were like, oh, he was spotted and, like, identified with, yeah. like, this little boy or whatever. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready for a quote? Are you ready for a letter? Oh, no. Okay. So, Fish was a fan of writing letters, um, especially to his attorney. Right. So, this is a letter that he wrote about Billy's abduction. The four-year-old. Mm. Oh, man. Alright, okay. I brought him to the Riker Ave dumps. There's a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked, and tied his hands and his feet, and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. The next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade with a short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these half and six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind until the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, and slit his mouth from ear to ear. Stop! I know you know I hate that! <laughs> Gouged out his eyes. Uh, you know I hate Glasgow smiles. I know. He was dead bad. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. Ugh. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in, a, like, it was like a lunchbox that he had. Um, then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below his belly button, and then through his legs, about two inches below his behind. Uh, I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and legs below the knee. These I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends, and threw them in the pools of slimy water you see along the road going to North Beach. The water's three to four feet deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked the best. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face, and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. I just like the way he writes. He's just very, like, 
it was this. I did this. And then I did this. Here's my recipe. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open and washed them. I put four strips of bacon on each one and put it in the oven. Shut the He's like, it's like literally a recipe. And up. he says, then I picked four onions. And when the meat had roasted about a quarter hour, I poured about a, pin- a pint of water over it for gravy and then put in the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet little fat behind did. Oh. Okay, first of all, you can tell that he was white. Because there was a no, no goddamn seasoning. Uh, yeah, even just reading that made me cringe. Just like, okay, so he's literally just meat, water, and onions. Yeah. Like, just nothing else. Use the else. water as gravy. That's not gravy. That's not gravy, fam. White people, season your shit. Uh, uh, I am white people, but I yeah. actually season my stuff. I like seasoning, so y'all can... Uh. And I mean, at least he's not eating the lungs? At least yeah, he's you know getting what? better cuts of meat. <laughs> uh, I I need to find like some sliver of humor because I'm so uncomfortable right now. The weird part, uh, this is like not really humorous, but just kind of like weird. Yeah. Um. So Elizabeth Gaffney, which is the mother of the little boy, mm-hmm. visited Fish in prison, but he wouldn't stop crying and like he couldn't even talk to her because he was like crying so hard. Um, and she actually, like, literally, like, until her death, like, remained unconvinced that he even did it at all. Even with the testimonies, the confession, and then he was, like, employed as a house painter only a mile away, she still never thought that he did it. I hate There is actually another one, another case I'm going to talk about later on. There was another, actually, another serial killer killing children around the same time period in, like, the same area. So it's been kind of debated if... Oh, like who? Which what? of the two? Because both of them were actually in the area at the same time period that had access to the boys, and so like it's been kind of debated who actually did it. Oh, I hate it. And he like confessed, but he was like a fucking no, thank you. Less psychopath. So like you know, he just was in complete psychosis. So yeah. like, there's no way to really verify what he said. Oh God. Move on. Okay, so it gets it gets a little better for a while. Don't lie to me. Because these, well, these don't have details for most of them. Oh. Um, and then it gets bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, Great. so May 25th, 1928, he sees a classified ad in the New York World that says, Young man, 18, wishes position in country. Edward Budd, 406 15th Street. So, three days later, on May 28th, um... He goes and visits the Bud family in Manhattan under the pretense of hiring Edward. Okay. Oh, oh no. What Sorry, my nose scrolled up. Okay. Um. So he later confessed he had planned to tie Edward up, mutilate him, and leave him to bleed to death. Ooh. Um. So he introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. Farmer from Farmingdale. I was just gonna make that joke. Hate it. Uh, so he promised to hire Bud and his friend Willie and said he would send for them in a few days. Um, he failed to show up, sent them a telegraph apologizing and setting a new date. Uh, but when he returned, he actually met Grace Bud, who was the guy's little sister. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he wanted her instead. And so he made up a niece's birthday party that he had to go to. And the parents actually let him take the daughter. Oh. Yeah. So she left with him that night and never returned. 
I hate uh, everything. Not that surprisingly. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just gets worse. So the police actually arrested 66-year-old superintendent Charles Howard Pope in September on September 5th of 1930 for her disappearance. Um, his like estranged wife accused him of doing it to the police and they he spent 108 days in jail but he was obviously found not guilty because he didn't fucking do it right um so then there's not much detail for like this next part so july 13th of 1930 he killed emil ailing age four okay may 2nd of 1931 he kills robin jane lou age six February 15th of 1932, he kills Mary Ellen O'Connor, age 16, and she was mutilated post-mortem. Thank you. Um, December 15th of 1932, he kills Benjamin Collings, age 17. This is where it gets interesting, again, and we have more quotes. Okay, so November of 1934, anonymous letter was sent to the parents of Grace Budd, so the little girl who, like, disappeared. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So it said, My dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a, oh, man, okay, I might skip some of this, and I might read this actually in a, in a Patreon mini thing, because it's, it's really long. Oh, it's stupid long. Um, and the whole beginning of it actually is just about, he essentially says, like, he met someone who, like, got shipped overseas, and, like, while they were overseas, they tasted like child meat Gross. and that kind of like is what started him on like the whole thing um but there's no like it's probably not true yeah at all and it kind of just like goes on and on uh so i'll make a i'll pay if we'll you want to listen to that yeah patreon mini episode anyway so we'll we'll fast forward to the end of the thing where he talks about grace so he said, um, on Sunday, June the 3rd of 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. I brought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. Shut the fuck up. I know. You said, yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When I got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take the meat to my rooms, cook it, and eat it. Uh, it took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did oh. not fuck her, though. I could have if I wished. She died a virgin. You don't get brownie points for that one, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, um, the parents called the police and were like, okay, it's Albert Fish. Like, mm-hmm. we, well, they called him Frank Howard because they knew yeah. him as Frank Howard. But they were like, yeah, this is who it is. Like, we knew that he took her. Uh, which, I don't know how they didn't, like, connect that sooner. That, like... He was the last one who had her. Yeah. Didn't think to question him, talk to him. I hate everything about that so much. Yeah. I literally have this <laughs> titled trial slash whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. So the letter was delivered in an envelope that had, this gets like a little convoluted. Okay. So the letter was developed, deli- 
developed wow. delivered in an envelope <laughs> that had a small hexagonal like emblem with the letters NYPCBA which stands for the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association <laughs> I know. What the fuck is that? Okay, so they went to the company, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, A janitor at the company told police that he had taken home some of the stationery, but he had left it at his former boarding house at 200 East 52nd Street when he moved out. So they went there, obviously. And the land... Words are hard. The landlady said Fish had checked out of the same room a few days earlier. Okay. So, janitor brought home... Stationary from work, left it in his room. Fish got that room. Cool. Okay. Um, Fish's son had also sent him money, and he Fish had asked the landlady to hold the money for him. So he clearly planned on coming back. Right. Um, the police waited outside his room. When he returned, he originally said that he would go with them to the police station, but then he started threatening them with a razor blade. <laughs> um, so William King, the chief investigator, disarmed him and took him to police headquarters. Um, he didn't deny killing Grace, okay. saying he had originally meant to kill her brother, Edward. And he said it never even entered his mind to rape her, but that while murdering her, he did involuntarily ejaculate twice. You know, Ew. of course, of course what you should tell police. That's definitely what you want to tell police. Yup. I um, everything about it. So this info was used to make the kidnapping seem sexually motivated, and they just kind of avoided any mention of cannibalism. They just kind of wrapped that up in a box and put that away. No. How do you not acknowledge that? Yup. So his trial began March 11th of 1935 in White Plains, New York. The trial only lasted for 10 days. Um, Fish pleaded insanity, obviously, um, and claimed to have heard voices from God telling him to kill children. Um, This is the interesting part. Several psychologists testified about Fish's sexual fetishes, including sadism, masochism, flagellation, exhibitionism, voyeurism, peekerism, which is the sexual interest in penetrating the skin of another person with sharp objects, cannibalism, coprophagia, which is, we're not going back there, urophilia, uh, which has to do with urine, gross, yeah pedophilia and fibulation and infibulation which is removing the clitoris and stitching together the labia of a woman to present of a woman to present sexual intercourse stop 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 stop, which is something he read in a book i'm assuming because that's like something they do in like northeast african cultures uh Uh, but i think it's mostly been banned at this point i am uncomfortable yeah, so he was known as a psychiatric phenomenon, and no other person ever documented has exhibited so many sexual abnormalities. Yeah, that's- he's, like, really just covering all of the bases. Literally every base that exists. <laughs> Literally every single one. Um, so obviously none of the jurors doubted his insanity at all. Um, but they were like, yeah, this bitch still needs to die. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we don't give a fuck if he's insane. They're like, fucking kill him. So they found him sane just so they could kill him. That's- I can respect that. Yeah, so they found him sane and guilty, and then the judge ordered the death sentence. Um, So he arrived at prison on March of 1935, and he was executed January 16th of 1939 in the electric chair at Sing Sing. Um, He entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m., and he was dead three minutes later. 
he actually was said to have helped the executioner place the electrodes on his body. Oh, I hate that. And as you already know, but I'm going to tell you anyways, because all of these beautiful people may not. His last words. Where I don't, I don't even, even know, know why, why I'm here. here. There also was a rumor that they had to try twice because the thing was short-circuited by all of the needles in his body. But that's bullshit. That, that's just not true. Yeah, that's not how... That's not how things work. Yeah, that's um, not how that works. But in case you heard that, it's not, it's not fucking true. Um, so he's buried in the Sing Sing Cemetery. And before his death, really just like this little last... You know, I got two little last things that are gonna okay. make you hate everything. Um, so before his death, hours before, he wrote several pages of handwritten notes oh as his God. final statement. Um, and he gave these to his lawyer, James Dempsey. And when everybody was like, bro, give us the shit. Like, we want to fucking read it. Yeah. James Dempsey said, I will never show it to anyone. It is the most filthy string of obscenities I have ever read. So no one's ever read it. No one on has one any hand, idea. I appreciate him, but on the other hand, I want to know. Yeah, no one has any idea. Like no one, he he stuck to his word. Like no one has ever read it. I think he destroyed it like immediately afterwards. It's a bummer. I know it's kind of sad. Um, okay, and this is since we haven't actually touched on, uh, we've touched on a couple of his cases, but we haven't actually touched on what uh, the the full scope of what happened here. Why are you doing this to me? So, though they aren't all confirmed, he claimed to have raped at least a hundred boys. Oh. All of which were African American or disabled. And he also claimed to have killed at least one child in each of the 23 states that he had lived in. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so I don't know if you've noticed, but it jumps around, like, location constantly. But that's just because he was moving around constantly. Yeah, that's all I got. That, uh... I hate that. I hate everything about it. Yeah, it's, it's, that was one of the ones that I, like, legitimately, like, there was a couple times writing it that even I had to pause and were like, uh, and I left out, uh, for the sake of making people not absolutely hate their entire lives. I, like, <laughs> skipped over some of the, oh, God. some of the worst stuff. Uh, uh, I'll probably put that in a Patreon, actually, yeah. in a Patreon mini episode, I'll probably just, uh, fully read both both letters, uh, cause I skipped, um, I skipped some of the worst parts. Oh, lord. I just, uh, uh, uh Yeah, we'll let uh, people decide if they want that or not. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be an option. It'll, it'll be, I, I'm not gonna force you to listen to that right now, but it'll, it'll be on the Patreon. So if you wanna check that out, you're gonna need a palate cleanser. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me. Yikes. I don't. Yeah, there's no good end to this. One. I don't even have words for it. It's this. just bad. It's, just... it's all bad. It is just one clusterfuck that somehow manages to just keep getting worse. Yeah. I don't even have a great You're like welcome. stay spooky but not so spooky that you fill in the blank. Cause like there's just We could literally so go on for like two hours. <laughs> fuckery. Uh I guess just like stay spooky but not so spooky that you're Albert Fish. Not yeah, that, that is that just, is just not that spooky. If there is anything on this list that you have ever thought about doing, that's Don't. too spooky. <laughs> Take it back. Dial it back. Dial. Dial it back. <laughs> we're I bringing it. We're bringing it back. Just stop. Don't. <laughs> just social media. 
Yeah, follow us on all of the things. Oh my god. The, the, yeah, the, the Facebook and the Spotify and Apple and Patreon are all Bitches and Murders podcast. Instagram is at Bitches and Murders podcast. Uh, words are hard. And then Twitter is at and Murders. And it comes in waves. Like, everything that you've told me just processes in small waves. <laughs> Is some so of it like, just catching up to you now? I like. I think I'm fine, and then another bit of information processes, and then I'm like, I hate everything. And just remember, I kept you from some of the worst of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Oh God. Uh, uh, not that spooky, guys. Not, not, not that's all I have to say. Too much. Too spooky.